being wise enough to just let me see what he has let me see. And I'm hoping and trusting that he'll help me to deal with what he let me see. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Sometimes I have a difficult enough problem dealing with what I know. I don't need no more on my plate. I, I got enough right here in front of me already. So I, I come today to worship the God that blessed me even when I didn't even know I was being blessed. When I was asleep last night, my lungs kept working. My heart kept beating. Isn't that all right? My blood kept circulating and my, my body was able to be revived in the morning when he touched me with his finger of love. I thank God. Lord have mercy. Help me this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us, let us, let us exalt his name together. Amen. I've a home prepared where the saints abide just over in the glory land and I long to be by my Savior's side just over in the glory land just over in the glory land I'll join the happy angel band just over in the glory land just over over in the glory land there with the mighty host I'll stand just over in the glory land with the blood one throng I will shout and sing just over in the glory land glad hosannas to Christ the Lord and King just over in the glory land oh we're going over over in the glory land I'm at the angel band just over in the glory land just over over in the glory land there with the mighty host I'll stand just over in the glory land Oh, we're going over, over in the glory land, and I will I join that happy angel band just over the glory land, just oh, oh, land there with. The mighty host I'll stand just over in the glory land.
Amen. Amen. We're just grateful that God has allowed us to see another year. Another year. Amen. We just had a wonderful, wonderful, dynamic December. Uh, our hearts were, were lifted by these young men who came and preached unto us what thus saith the Lord. And, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about the, 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 the preachers that are coming along, coming along behind. I'm just looking forward to good things uh, from them. And we want you to continue to pray for them as in their growth in the ministry. And I'm just thankful that we were able to be a part of that growth process, giving them the opportunity to come and speak to us from the sacred book. Uh, before I forget, uh, I need to make a correction. Last week, we announced that uh, the church meeting is going to be the second Sunday of this month. However, uh, we're hosting United Bible Class that day. Uh, so we moved it to the fourth Sunday uh, of this month. It just We just pushed it back uh, due, due to some scheduling difficulties. Uh, so that would be the fourth Sunday of this month immediately after morning worship. This morning, this morning, from the book of Hebrews, if you go to the eighth chapter and read verses six through twelve you will find these words but now have he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind. And write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God. And they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor. And every man his brother saying know the Lord. For all shall know me. From the least to the greatest. Verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his mercy. 
Christ is spoken of here by the apostle and he is said to have a better ministry. He is the mediator of a better covenant which was built on better promises. If you look at the entire book of Hebrews and, and, and attach a theme to the apostolic writing, it would be better. He's trying to convince his Hebrew brethren not to go back into Judaism, but that where you are in Christ is better. The old covenant had promises, but the new covenant has better promises. The old covenant had earthly promises, blessed in the fields, blessed in the barns, blessed in the flock, blessed in the home, blessed in the herds, blessed in the city, blessed in the country, long life, large families, respect among the nations. I'll make you the head and not the tail. You'll be a lender and not a borrower. In the Old Testament had earthly promises. Excuse, But the new covenant has better promises. Spiritual promises. Forgiveness of sins. Adoption into the family of God. Indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Heir of God and joint heir with Jesus Christ. Justification. Sanctification. Glorification. Uh, an inheritance reserved in heaven. Uh, another building when this earthly house or uh, this tabernacle be dissolved is based on better promises. And so the writer says that it's a better covenant with better promises. These promises are enduring and eternal. Look at the wisdom of God. Look at how God lays this thing out. <coughs> he gave us his resume of how he deals with how he dealt with Israel concerning the promises that he made to them. And when we look at God's history and saw how he performed what he promised to them, we can now trust that he will perform what he promises to us. I can trust that if he can deliver Israel from Egyptian bondage, that he can deliver me from the bondage of sin. I can trust that if he delivered Daniel from the danger of the lions, I can trust and believe him that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. I can trust that if he forgave David for his many horrible transgressions, I can believe him when he promised to forgive me for my many, many, many horrible transgressions. He gave them a land like he promised. And I believe he's going to give me a land like he promised me. A land where there's no more crying or dying. A land where we'll never grow old. 
a land where the where we can praise him through ceaseless ages a, a land where the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary gonna be at less not because I deserve it not because I earned it but because he promised it God declared he will make a new covenant because the old covenant was broken by man you see when, when, when a Hebrew boy was born, yeah, yeah. after eight days, they would circumcise him. Right. And that would, enter, that would enter him into the covenant relationship right. with God. Right. He was in the relationship. When a Hebrew girl was born, yes, she was immediately ushered into a covenant relationship with God. Right. They were in the relationship, but they did not know God. Right. They had to be taught of God. And so God tells it through the Hebrew writer, he said no more will they say will a man teach his neighbor and teach his friend and know God. He said because all who are going to know me. How is that going to happen? All of those going to be in the covenant. I going to already know him. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Because later on this same writer is going to say without faith it is impossible to please him. For they that cometh to him must believe that he... you won't have to teach those in the covenant to know God. Because you can't come until you know him. And so Paul is writing here. He's writing and explaining to his Hebrew brethren about the God and the covenant that he established. But he says something really powerful in verse number 12. He says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. All this is a result of God being merciful. When I look back over the Bible record, I, I can see glimpses of the wrath of God. I can see episodes of the vengeance of God. I can make a list of the punishments from God. The destruction sent by God. Trembling in the presence of God. Terrible displays of power of God and knowledge that nobody can stand up to God. Very often as gospel proclaimers, we attempt to persuade men to come to Christ and, and be obedient by reminding them of how God dealt with Israel. But we need to look at all of the episodes we can to get a clear picture of how God dealt with Israel and recognize how he may one day deal with us. And when you conclude that, you got to say thank God for his mercy. In Second Chronicles, Chapter 26. Wonderful, wonderful story. The Bible said, it's starting at verse number three. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jecolia of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right 
in the sight of Jehovah according to all that his father Amaziah did. Amaziah was his father, and he was the previous king, and he died. And so they raised up his son, Uzziah, in his place. And the text says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord according to his father, Amaziah. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought Jehovah, God made him to prosper. And he went forth and warred with the Philistines and break down the walls of Gath and the walls of Jabna and the walls of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. God is helping Uzziah the king. Verse 7. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gerbal and the Mehunims and the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah and his name spread abroad even to the entering end of Egypt for he strengthened himself exceedingly. He was being helped by God because he was obedient to God. <coughs> Verse 9. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. Also, he built towers in the desert and digged many walls, for he had much did many wells, for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plain, husbandmen also, and vine dressers in the mountains, and karma, for he loved husbandry. Uzziah is being uh, successful because God right. is helping him. Verse 11, moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jael the scribe and Messiah the ruler under the hand of the mighty men of valor were 2,600. Wow. And under their hand was an army 307,500 307, that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the hosts shields and spears and helmets and haberdashers and bows and slings to cast stone. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers upon the bulwark to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was. Strong. God helped him. In every endeavor he put his hand to. And he helped him until he was strong. Verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. And he transgressed against the Lord his God. And went into the temple of Jehovah to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Those of you who know a little bit about your Old Testament history, you know that ain't what the king's supposed to be doing. Burning incense is for the priests. It's not for the king. You can't be king and priests. Not till Jesus come. And so Uzziah, he got a little full of himself now. He, he, he going into the church say, I'm going to go in there and, and, and burn some incense. Yes, Verse 18. I'm sorry. Verse 17. 
And Azariah, the priest, went in after him with fourscore priests of Jehovah that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah, the king, and said unto him, it pertaineth not unto, this is not your job, king. This, this is not for you to do. Eighty of them went in with the high priest because this is the king. Verse 18, and they withstood the king. And, to, and this, uh, Uzziah the king said to me, it pertained not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto Jehovah, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor from Jehovah God. Right. Then Uzziah was wroth. He had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests in the house of Jehovah from besides the incense altar. Y'all got the story? The king, while he was obeying God, God helped him everywhere he went. He won battles against the Philistines. He built up the cities. He dug wells and cisterns. He supplied his fighting men with swords and spears and bows and armor and helmets. He even built engines to hurl arrows and, and stones off the tower. He had such a reputation that the, that the Ammonites from across the river would send him tribute and send him gifts. He was built up. His name was spread far abroad. A long while he was obeying God until he got strong. When he got strong, he got lifted up. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm such a bad king I can do what I want not only do I rule in the throne room I'm going to rule in the temple too I think I'm going to go in there and I'm going to burn some incense I think I'm going to take on that job myself because I always wanted to do that and, and, and of course I am the king yeah 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 that's number and so he went in, y'all know the story. <coughs> and Azariah, the chief priest, said, wait, 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 you can't do that. That's not for you. That's for the descendants of Aaron, the ones who have been consecrated to do that. And guess what? Uzziah got mad. Think about this. He got called out. Yes, for doing the wrong thing. I heard that. I heard and then he got mad. It's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. Y'all remember, remember, remember the story where David tried to move the, move the Ark of the Covenant? Yes, sir. He put it on a new cart. Had it pulled by, by young oxen. And it, stumped, it shook a little bit. And man stuck his hand up to to, to, to steady, and he died. You know what David did? David got mad. Yeah, Think about this. You wrong. You got caught. You got called out. But you got nerve to get mad. Aren't you glad Satan can't bully God? 
God looked at Uzziah and said, you get mad if you want to. You don't realize this, I'm running this. He got mad at the priests. And God knows he's the king. He could command the army, command the fighting men. They're trying to keep the sanctity of the temple. And just when he got mad, God stuck him in the head with some leprosy. I just want to ask, aren't y'all glad God don't do us like he did them? Aren't you glad he don't reach down and, and smack us when we mess up? Stick us with leprosy every time we get besides ourselves. You ought to thank God for his mercy this morning. I, I, I'm glad. I know I made some mistakes. I, I'm glad he didn't throw me out with the bathwater. He, he's no better than we were. When we're weak, that's when we need the law. The Bible said all those accomplishments he made till he got strong. Not while he was strong. Till he got. See, while he was weak, he needed the help of the Lord. But once he got strong, he said, I can handle it now. I don't need no help no more. You ever notice how whenever we don't know what to do and our resources are exhausted, how much we now need the Lord? You ever notice how religious folk get when tragedy strikes? When, when, when sickness pulls up to your house, walks in uninvited, sits on the side of your bed, and can't nobody make it leave. You ever notice how we get? Y'all remember September 11, 2001, when them planes hit the tower? On September 12, every business in the city had pray for the USA. Y'all remember that? Yeah, they got real religious. When them towers fell. September 10th, they weren't thinking nothing about God. Y'all see what I'm talking about? So it's not uncommon that while things are going well, we ain't even thinking about God. But let me tell you something. If he's a God when you need him, he's the same God when you got what you need. If he's a God that you call on when you're in trouble, he's the same God that you ought to praise when your needs get met. Obey him not only when you want something, but praise him because he had already gave you something. Sometimes we ought to pause and stop saying, gimme, 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 gimme. And say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And this morning, <clears throat> I'm going to thank God for his mercy. Yeah. mercy. Book said, yes, Uzziah was yeah. not content to do what the Lord gave him to do. Uh-huh. Being king was not enough. Uh-huh. He had a nerve to get angry. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. God showed him yeah. and he showed me. Yes, sir. You ain't nothing up in here. No, I'm, I'm the one that's in charge. I'm the one that runs things. Yes, you want to raise up on me because you in the wrong? You got a lot of nerve. Put the leprosy right in his forehead. That, 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 that's telling, y'all. Right in front where everybody can see it but you. See, he didn't put it on his arm. 
Put it right in it. Do you know that a lot of times folk can see our leprosy and we can't see it? That, that, that wasn't my lesson, but, but, but it, it, it's just right there in front. It, they can see it, but you can't. People in the back can say, hey, you got something on your head, right? Lord have mercy. I'm glad God doesn't do us today like he did them then. I'm glad that the, that, that, that the Hebrew writer says that he said he will be merciful to our unrighteousness. I will not remember their sins and iniquities anymore. Oh, you, especially you, ought to thank God for his mercy. Because if, if it had not been for his mercy, I have nowhere to run. Nowhere to hang my sins. Now I can hang them on the cross of Jesus. I have nowhere to wash my robe if it wasn't for the mercy of God. Now I can wash it white in the blood of the Lamb. I have nowhere to lay my burdens if it wasn't for the mercy of the Lord. Now I can cast them all on him. I'd have nobody to stand for me if it wasn't for the mercy of the Lord. But now I got a mediator named Jesus. Thank God for his mercy. One day, one day and long ago, David became aware of the mercy of God. He was overcome with gratitude while thanking God for his mercy. Psalms 136. It's a wonderful psalm. I just love every aspect of it. He says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever. Verse number two. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods for his mercy endureth forever. Verse number three. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords for his mercy endureth forever. Verse one. Verse two. Verse three. His mercy endureth forever. Verse number four. To him who alone doeth great wonders for his mercy endureth forever. Verse number five. To who him that by wisdom made the heavens and the mercy endureth forever. Verse number six. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his mercy endureth forever. Verse number one. Verse number two. Verse number three. His mercy endureth doeth forever. Verse number four, verse number five, verse number six, his mercy endureth forever. Keep on reading. Verse seven, eight, nine, ten, his mercy endureth forever. Verse 11 and verse 12, 13, 14, 15, his mercy endureth forever. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, David is on a roll now. His mercy endureth forever. 21, 22, 23. Y'all know where we're going. 24, 25, 26. David said his mercy endureth forever. If you can't believe it 26 times, you won't believe 27. Thank God for his mercy. David said his mercy endures forever. Every verse 
He said his mercy endures forever. And as much, much mistakes and mess ups I done made in my, I thank God for his mercy. Even when I thought I was right. Look back later and say, whoa. I thank God for his mercy. It doesn't matter how good I am today, I still got a yesterday. And because I still got a yesterday, I'm looking for the mercy of God. I can't stand there and say, Lord, I preached thousands of sermons and baptized hundreds of souls and comforted people and buried people and married people and counseled people. He said, yeah, but August 12th, yeah, all y'all got August 12th, right? Yeah, and so, so I need to thank God for his mercy. And I hope today somebody here recognizes that God is merciful enough to provide for your sinful condition. He sent Jesus to die for the sins of the world. Matthew 1 21, the angel told Mary they shall call his name Jesus but he shall save his people from their sins. He come to walking up to John, John to get baptized. John said, behold the Lamb of God who does what? Taketh away the sins of the world. Jesus died for our sins. And then he died and he then he, he was buried and he rose. And then he got up. And, and Paul said that resurrection is something that I hope to one day know the power of his resurrection. I can't tell you how powerful that resurrection would have been. If he had just stayed in the grave, he would have been another nice person dead. If he had stayed in the grave, they would have called him a martyr. If he had stayed in the grave, some folk would have called him a fool. If he had stayed in the grave, he would have been just human. But he showed that he had the power when he got up out the grave. All power is given unto me. And so when Jesus rose, it's the resurrection. That's for my salvation. He died for my sins, but he rose for my salvation. And because he defeated death, I know he can do it again. He looked death right in the face. So you don't run this. I run this. You may have some power over men, but guess what? I got all power. I love to see him stepping out of that tomb, death's cowering in the corner, shaking and trembling, and look back and say, now where your sting at? Step through that grave. Grave, where is your victory at? If you want to be a Christian this morning, you need to know that Jesus died for your sins. He paid the price, but then he established his own kingdom. Christ is a mediator of a new covenant. His church shed his precious blood. That inspired somebody a long time ago. Said there's power. There's power. Wonder working power. Where is it that songwriter? It's in the blood of the lamb. Somebody else picked up the theme, said, would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Somebody else caught the wave, said, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood 
that gives me strength. From day to day, it will never, ever lose its power. Jesus shed his blood for you. Shed his blood. Think about that for a minute. He bled for you. They cut him, stabbed him, pierced him, beat him, and he bled for you. We all have seen somebody bleed. Isn't that right? We've seen somebody bleed. We've seen them bleed profusely. Yeah. We, we, we've seen a buddy of mine when we were kids. Got in the fight, got cut in the head. Y'all know a head wound is a vicious wound. Blood covered his face. That was just a horrible sight for me. I wasn't no more about 14, 15 years old. This guy, half his face was just covered in blood. The wound wasn't no more than that. But because it was a head wound, hit one of their veins and blood just running. All y'all seen it. You see people bleed. And see, we say, we say Christ shed his blood and don't really have no real impact. But when we talk about that time that Jojo got cut and he would bleed, oh man, we can see the, y'all know what I'm talking about? So you need to bring this thing home to you, make it a little bit more real. I told you last, a couple of weeks ago, I went up to see my mom. They pulled the wound back, the bandage back off her wound and blood started squirting. So when we say Jesus bled, y'all, it wasn't like he had a paper cut. He shed some blood. Why? For you? For you. He thought just that much of you. He said, greater love had no man. You don't even know how much I love you. Watch, I'm finna show you. Then a man lay down his life. For his friend. And he love you like that. Don't you know he got something for you? He got something for you. He established his kingdom. So if y'all come in here, be a part of my body, be baptized in Christ, I'll put the Holy Spirit in you, and I'll have a place for you saved up here with me. I go to prepare a place. Isn't that what he says? Yeah, he's going up there and prepare a place. Knock, you got a room with your name on it. Yeah. Waiting on you. An inheritance reserved in heaven. No, London, you can't have this one. This one, Walkers. I got one for you. I want you to know that because of the mercy of God. I heard that, preacher. Yes, sir. You can be saved today. He said, I will remember their sins no more. I will be merciful to them. So when justice tries to bring up my August 12th, right. mercy is going to say, we got them covered. Amen. Amen. But then what about November 3rd? We got that one covered too. September 15th, we got that covered too. Right. Oh, let's not forget that 4th of July weekend, we got all that covered. Uh-huh. Somebody Amen. here. Somebody here. Uh-huh. Need to come to Jesus so you can cover all of your sins. That's right. If you believe that he is the Christ, if you're willing to repent of your sins and confess him as the Savior of the world, all you got to say is, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Lord will add you to 
his church. That's right. Not a church. Right. His yeah. church. That's right. The only church that's in the Bible. That's it. His church. That's it. And you'll be a Christian. No more and no less. But guess what? When you're a Christian, you don't need no more. Uh-oh. That's right. You don't need no more. I'm a child of God. Uh-huh. I don't need nothing else. Nothing. I got Jesus. And that's enough. Somebody here need prayer. Somebody here dealing with some difficulties. That's right. You don't have to explain what they are. I just need prayer, y'all. Done. Amen. And nobody in here got a right to speculate. That's right. On why you need prayer. Amen. That's right. Am I talking to the right people? Y'all know how we do. What, right. he, what are you up there for? That ain't none of your business. Help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. Because y'all know how we do, don't we? Right. What she need prayer for? Just let it go. She need prayer. Same reason you need prayer. That's right. So don't be put off by these people looking at you. Because you know how sometimes people are kind of shy, mm -hmm. kind of bashful. I get it. I don't want to be going up there in front of all them people. I get it. I get it. Right. You ain't got to worry about it. When we stand, if you don't want to come up here, just raise your hand. I'll say, I got you. That's all right. you need. See, because prayer is too precious. Amen. For you to be too bashful to get it. Amen. All right? Amen. Yeah, yeah. I've had people say, I want to get baptized, but I don't want to get baptized in front of nobody. Say, everybody leave. Uh-uh. <laughs> right. We'll wait. That's right. We'll wait. Oh, yeah. We'll wait till everybody go home. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Walker, you, you finna go? No, we're we going to be here for a minute. Y'all go on here. I'll see you later. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. Why? I don't want no obstacle to keep you from Jesus. Amen. We'll work on the crowd aspect, but in the meantime, and then you get this self right, well, he must not be converted. You just go home. Right. right, right, right. right. Amen. We talked about that this morning. Y'all know, know them peoples. Right. Yeah. So if you need prayer and you don't want to come down, just, just wait. Raise your hand. I got you. The Lord already knows. I don't even need to know your name. Amen. <clears throat> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because if God is who I think he is, he already knows your name. Amen. He already knows what you need prayer for. Amen. He knows your part in it. Yes, sir. Amen. You need, you need, you need prayer. Why don't you let the church pray for you?